For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Everything Ole Miss. I'm Jordan Dollinger, and today we have our next Rebs in the Pros episode, and I have a very special guest joining me today who is going to break it all down for us. We're going to jump right into it, but before we do, of course, make sure that you guys are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts so new episodes like this one will download automatically each week so you never miss out on anything Ole Miss. Before we jump into it, a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Right now, the NBA is in full swing and college basketball is heating up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as Bet Online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So today I am joined by National Pro Fast Pitch Star and Ole Miss alum, Kylan Becker. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. First things first, we got to jump right into it. You signed a professional contract with a Texas-based Scrapyard Fast Pitch and played with them during the summer of 2019 before returning to Ole Miss in 2020 as a volunteer assistant coach. So although... That season got cut very short due to the pandemic. You were still able to make such a huge impact, especially with the Red Bull outfielders. What was it like graduating, playing your first professional season, and then coming back to Oxford to help assist your former team? Did you ever think that you'd be back helping so soon after you had just been coached there yourself? No, it was actually uh, really interesting because a lot of those outfielders were my former teammates. So I think definitely having that scrapyard background gave me a little bit of credibility because these girls are probably like, hey, I've already played with you. I know how you function, but I got to tell them some things that I learned from other professional athletes that I played with in the summer. What was it like when you signed that contract? Were you, of course, I would assume so over the moon, so excited, but were you nervous at all? Um, You know, actually, I wasn't too nervous. I was really excited because it was a chance to see my talents among some of the other greats. So it was really exciting to see that 
okay, well, I did my thing in the SEC. Now, now what's next? Let's see how I play alongside other other great athletes and to be able to work your way into a starting lineup, even in a professional lineup gives a lot of credibility. So I was really excited. I didn't let my nerves get the best of me really. So how long have you been playing softball? How did you land at Ole Miss? I know that you're from Miami, so I'm sure that packing up your whole life and moving to the middle of Mississippi was probably a huge lifestyle change. And you probably thought about it a lot beforehand. So how long have you been in the sport and how did you land with the Rebels? So I started playing softball around 12 and the way I ended up finding my way in Oxford, Mississippi is actually a funny story. I was originally committed to play at Florida International, which is in Miami. And the coach that I I was really excited to play for, he ended up leaving and taking the assistant coaching job at Ole Miss. So when he did that, he's calling me nonstop saying, you know, I want you to decommit and come to Ole Miss. You're going to love it. And I was like, there's no way a city girl is going to Oxford, Mississippi, like Mississippi, no way. I'm not interested. And he kept calling me and just said, hey, just come out, step on campus. And I promise you, you're going to change your mind. Well, what do you know? My parents and I make a trip up there just to just to see that way I could tell them, no, (laughs) I'm not going, but I gave him a shot. But oh my gosh, I stepped foot out there. And I remember having tears in my eyes because I told my mom, this is it. Sorry, I'm leaving. Like, there's no way I'm not coming here. I feel like that is the story that a lot of people have. That's very much what happened to me. I had a similar story. I had a friend whose parents were making her visit Ole Miss. She was very set on a Georgia school. I'm, I'm from Georgia as well. So I was set on the University of Georgia and kind of same with you. I was just going somewhere where I lived and her parents were making her visit Ole Miss. They wanted her to see other options. She texted me. She said, Jordan, please, I have to go to Mississippi. I don't want to go alone for a whole weekend with my parents. I'm begging you, please come with me. It's going to be so lame, but please just come with me. Like, I don't want to go by myself. And same thing happened to me. I went with her and I came home and I said, mom, dad, we have, we have a situation. And I feel like a lot of people say that that is kind of what happens to them. When you first moved to Oxford, you start playing softball. How was the juggling act between being a student and being a student athlete? So before, before you can answer, I'm going to jump in a little bit with your history with Ole Miss softball, because it's absolutely wild. If I sat here and listed off every accomplishment, we'd be here for days, but I'll share a few milestones that have made you such a standout within Ole Miss athletics. So during your second year with the rebels, you become the first ever all sec selection as a sophomore. And that's really just the beginning your junior year, just back in 2018, you become the first player in school program history to be named to the USA national team, where you represented the U S at the Japan all-star series in Tokyo, your senior year in 2019, you break the Ole Miss single season record for runs, triples and stolen bases. You led the entire SEC in hits, and to this day, you rank in the top 10 in school history in all of those things, plus RBIs, batting average, total bases, games played, games started, so many other things. The list could go on and on. So not to mention during all of this, you're on the SEC honor roll. For all four years you're in school, what is it like experience all of these huge moments every season, and what are some of the things that you found helped you juggle being a successful student as well as a hugely successful student athlete? I would definitely say that my entire life I've been juggling academics and athletics. Um, From a young age, I was a gymnast and 
I was actually really, really serious with gymnastics. So it was since elementary school. It was as soon as I got home from school, I had 30 minutes to do my homework, eat, and I was at practice from five to nine. Eventually it turned into soccer. And so the same routine, it was I came home, did my homework, went to practice. Then there was a time where I did soccer and softball. So I was doing homework in the car on the way between the two different practices. And so that's just been my whole life was always, you have this window to do your homework. If you don't do your homework in this little window, then I'm not going to practice. So it was always instilled in me to have that work ethic. So then going to college, I don't think it was too hard of a transition for me because all I knew was go to class, get my homework done, practice. So in college, it was classes in the morning. I'd go do some individual training practice and then we'd have tutoring sessions and that was awesome that you know they really made sure that we had enough of study hall hours so the transition was super easy for me but I definitely think it's because I started at a young age. I can imagine too that playing soccer beforehand probably really helped play softball but did gymnastics also help you too? Yeah you know honestly I wonder if my athleticism comes from being a gymnast at a young age just because I think gymnastics is one of those where you have to really be in tune with your whole body, your coordination, everything. So that same hand-eye coordination I had to do flips is the hand-eye coordination that I have to catch a ball and hit a ball. So honestly, I don't know if it's my parents giving me good athletic, like good athletic genes or if it's doing gymnastics since I, I literally started with mommy and me at one and a half. So I mean, like I was a baby in there and I definitely think it helped develop me. So tell me a little bit about the USA national team. How are you feeling? How overwhelming but exciting is that whole experience, first player in school program history? You're later into your years of school, but in terms of being an athlete, that's such a huge accomplishment. So young, really. So what was that whole experience like? Oh, that experience was amazing. You know, we talked earlier about how I felt going into playing professional and I said I wasn't nervous. Well, I was very nervous going into USA. I was like, I'm going in there playing with these all-stars, all-Americans. I mean, literally the best players in the country. I'm playing with them. And, you know, I hadn't really made a name for myself yet. So I was super intimidated. I was just in awe. One of my coaches was Natasha Watley, who was somebody that I looked up to as from a young age. So then to have her coach me, it was just amazing. And I really think that getting to experience USA and learning from those girls is what made my senior year so special. You mentioned that you had some influential coaches. What would you describe kind of as your coaching or leadership style? Some of the players that you are working with now back with Ole Miss or some of your former teammates. So what is kind of your approach to that? And how do you, what is that line like between we all used to learn together and now I'm helping you learn new things? I think the way I used like my coaching method would have been very like from my experience. So I think something that I always, that I knew separated me from my freshman year to my senior year was all mental was just how my work ethic was, you know, how my confidence was and that, and that stuff is nothing to do on the field. That's literally how you prepare and how you feel. A lot of the times that's where I really tried to help the girls that I, were, I was playing with because they all had the talent So I thought, you know, from my experience, what I know that separates is the mental side. And so I really try to help the girls with understanding how to study the game and how to be confident, really. 
once you get to this collegiate level, the talent is that foundation everyone has. So it's that next layer of, like you said, mental game, other things, other than just that foundation of being able to play the game. Mm -hmm. What is one of your favorite or most memorable moments from this last year working with the rebels? I know the season got cut short, but was there anything that really stood out with you either a game or a practice or just a moment in general, that was something that was super memorable. Hmm. It really stinks because it was such a short season, but I think all of it was a lot of fun. We went to Mexico and we beat the Mexican national team. And I just remember a lot of the girls didn't realize how legit that Mexican national team is. These are all former college players, all, all Americans. And we beat them. And after the game, I remember telling them, you do realize that eight out of the nine starters that we just played were first team all Americans. They all went to huge programs and when we beat them, it was just really awesome for the girls to like realize how legit they are. And, you know, it's fun seeing them excited. And honestly, the entire experience was fun. It was fun being on the other side and learning. It's one thing to just be able to be the person that says, I'm going to go up to bat and I'm going to change the game. And then being the one that's in the dugout that can't do anything, but can just give a little hint what the game plan is, you know, what the pitchers are throwing. So it was definitely a fun experience being on the other side. Is it so weird sometimes when you are itching you're like I want to get up there so bad I want to go up to bat so bad or you want to run out to the outfield is it such a weird experience to be like I have to stay in here yeah it definitely is especially when you want to be the one that gets the bat and changes the game and I you know that was one of the really frustrating parts was just saying okay I I don't get in that bat so all I can do is give you what give you some tools so that you can do it. But yeah, it was definitely hard. A lot of the time it's probably easier, I would say, to take critique or coaching from someone who you know has lived it and experienced it and is very keen on what is going on, whether you are still an athlete, professional, collegiate, anything to this day. We've all had coaches in our life, right? And it's a little bit tougher when you have a coach that is so far removed from the sport or hasn't done it in so long, the girls were probably more receptive because not only had you just graduated, but you've also played professional and you're right back here. Like everything that you're teaching them is, is what they need to know now. Yeah, definitely. I think that was one thing that really helped. I worked with the sloppers and so slopping is really a specialty thing. Not Not every coach is able to give feedback to a slapper like they would to a regular power hitter. And definitely, I think the girls did appreciate my input because I was telling them things that I learned through trial and error. I went through seasons where I struck out so much. So when I told them that this was my trick on how to stop striking out, it wasn't me just saying I Googled it and this is what you're supposed to do. It was me saying, look, I've been there. I've struggled. I've been in a slump. Just take the advice. I want to know what is up next for you. So are you going to continue coaching? Are you going to focus more on your professional career, assuming that things get back to normal sooner than later? What does the future look like for you doing this thing that not everyone gets to do? And so are you going to focus more on that professional career or have you really found a new love for coaching? What is up next for you? What I'm doing right now is while playing professionally, I got um, introduced into a job with Wilson Sporting Goods. So I am now back in South Florida, so my home area, working as the territory specialist for baseball and softball. I'm stepping away from playing, and 
it's part of, I guess we could go on a spiel on why sometimes it stinks when it's women's sports and how we don't have the same, um, the same opportunities because at the end of the day, you know, I, I was at the top of my sport, the top of the level and can't make a living like that, you know? So it was one of those where it's not that I don't love the game, not that I don't want to play anymore, but I got to make a living. So I took this opportunity, but I got this job opportunity through playing and I'm still involved with the game. I offer online lessons. So I'm still coaching virtually now with COVID, you know, like Zoom lessons. So I'm still involved with the game, which is great. What do you think is on the horizon or the future for women's sports? I know that you had touched on a little bit, or what are your hopes for the future? Because you are obviously so invested and you love the sport so much. And there's so many women out there just like you. And like you said, at the very top of their game, I mean, at the peak of performance, the top of your game, and still you're having to kind of find other avenues to still be able to be involved, do what you love, but also sustain a life. So where do you hope that that can kind of go for them and how it can be different just for all college athletes in general? So I'm actually really hopeful. I just finished playing with Athletes Unlimited it's a women's sports league. They have volleyball, lacrosse, and then softball was the the first season that they had. And I'm really hopeful with them. I really do think it's up and coming. It's, it's really professionally done and it's fun. They're changing up the game a little bit. You know, it's going to get more views. It's going to get more fans. Obviously the first season was during COVID. So no fans and that, you know, that involves revenue and stuff, but I'm definitely hopeful that in the future, that that will be a league that can really run on and that athletes can make a living off of this and this could be their career for a long time. Definitely really hope. I think it's going to be with athletes unlimited. Well, I hope that as well for all of the women athletes out there. Definitely. Yes. Well, the last little thing that I like to do with my guests is a quick game of rapid fire. Say whatever comes to your mind, just throw it out there. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. Who is your all time favorite softball player? Natasha Watley. What is your biggest strength? Speed. If you weren't a softball player, what other sport would you be playing today? Soccer. Who should play you in a movie about your life? Ooh. Uh, the girl from Harry Potter, Hermione. Emma Watson? I like Emma it. Emma Watson, yes. What is the last thing you watched on Netflix? Um, Married at First Sight. <laughs> Love that. That's fantastic. Are you an early bird or a night owl? early bird. What is the most memorable softball game that you have been to? It would be our super regional against ULL. You literally crushed that. Emma Watson, if you're listening, we have a new project for you. Let's do a softball documentary. Let's see her. Let's see her out there. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Last thing, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, connect with you, where can they connect with you on social media? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything. My at name is always just Kylan Becker. There you go, guys. If you have any, yes, keep it simple. If you have any dying questions that you need to connect with her about, you need some married at first sight spoilers, anything (laughs) that's where you can find her. Well, thank you again so much. Thank you. And it was great being able to talk to you all. That is all I have for you guys this week. Thank you again for tuning in. And a big thanks again to Kylan Becker for joining me today. Make sure that you guys are subscribed and downloading new episodes each and every week. Next week is kicking off an entire month of Ole Miss Spirit Squad episodes. Everything you could ever want to know about Ole Miss cheer, rebelettes, twirlers, band, 
It's all going to be in there. So make sure that you guys are downloading and subscribing. And as always, hotty toddy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.